You're listening to a Toronto Centre podcast. Welcome. The goal of TC Podcasts is to spread the knowledge and accumulated experience of global leaders, experts, and world-renowned specialists in financial supervision and regulation. In each episode, we'll delve into some of today's most pressing issues as it relates to financial supervision and regulation. The financial crisis, climate change, financial inclusion, fintech, and much more. Enjoy this episode. Greetings to all our listeners. I'm Richa Goyal, Program Director at Toronto Centre. My guest speaker today is Ms. Aditi Namdev. Aditi is the Chief Partnerships Officer of Reserve Bank of India's Innovation Hub. As the Chief Partnership Officer of RBIH, Aditi is responsible for curating programs and building partnership ecosystem and alliances propagating the organization's initiatives. Aditi comes with an extensive public-private partnerships, technology policy, and consulting experience of around two decades spread across the globe, including Europe, United States, and Australia, working at several leadership positions within organizations such as the World Economic Forum and PricewaterhouseCooper. Aditi is also an ambassador for women-led technology, non-government organizations, and communities, championing the innovation agenda for women. Welcome, Aditi. Please tell us more about the role of Reserve Bank Innovation Hub in the Indian ecosystem. Thank you so much, Richa. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you to the Toronto Centre for inviting me to this exciting and wonderful podcast. Um, It's a cause and a passion that uh, we together believe in. Just to address your first question, which is, what is the role of RBIH and what is RBIH? Let me tell you a little bit about our organization. The Reserve Bank Innovation Hub is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Reserve Bank of India. And our role is to promote and facilitate an environment that will help accelerate innovation across the financial sector in the nation. Our Reserve Bank Innovation Hub intends to foster and evangelize innovation across the sector to enable a billion Indians access to suitable, sustainable, and frictionless financial products and services. In addition, the hub intends to create internal capabilities through applied research and expertise in latest technology in the financial sector. The Reserve Bank Innovation Hub plans to collaborate with financial sector institutions, policy bodies, civil society bodies, technology industry, and coordinate this effort through exchange of ideas and develop products, prototypes related to financial sector innovation. One of the things that uh, we want to do is also to identify challenges in the financial ecosystem through applied research and extensive community consultation. RBIH is a conduit, a facilitator, and enabler to consolidate financial innovations in the national ecosystem and also surface the challenges 
imminent challenges that we face in solving some of these issues. That's the two-point summary of RBIH. Thank you, Aditi, for this very meaningful introduction. And that actually brings me to one of the recent successes that you had with Swanari, the flagship tech sprint that you run as the curator and custodian of the program. Please tell us a little bit more about it. First of all, what inspired you to design it? And most importantly, what is Swanari all about? Absolutely, absolutely. So Swanari is a Hindi word, Richa. And given your nationality, I'm assuming that you would know what Swanari stands for. But for the audiences, Swanari is a short form for Swanirbhar Nari, which in Hindi uh, translates to English as self-reliant lady. This word Swanirbhar is so important to the Indian ecosystem um, because Indian women are generally identified as somebody's daughter, somebody's mother, somebody's wife, somebody's sister. And we wanted to make sure that while the identity has been changing and there is a lot of independent image creation that is being done by the tremendous work that is being done in the Indian ecosystem by brilliant women leaders, we wanted to make sure that we dedicate this tech sprint to making women self-reliant and independent. So Swanari is really Swanirbhar Nari and this program was initiated to actually advance digital financial inclusion for women in India. Just talking a little bit about the inspiration as such, you and I come from households where we have seen our mothers, our grandmothers struggling with, uh, you know, the awareness of financial services and products they have there in their ecosystem. It's not that they are not intelligent. Uh, it's not that they do not know about money, savings, lending. They, in fact, run the purse of the family. So generally, women are considered as tremendous financial controllers because they are the ones who are actually running the household single-handedly, looking at all the finances regarding all their family members. But when it comes to applied finance, when it comes to actually using financial services and products, that is where we actually face a lot of barriers. And Swanari was actually looking into what causes the barriers, not only at the different economic levels, but also at literacy and awareness levels. So there are a lot of issues around literacy and awareness about how, what are these financial services and products? How do you access them? Where do you find them? Um, uh, you know, where does the story really becomes to grow into an issue? So that inspiration really comes from our own household. We see this, we feel it, and we know that this needs to be solved. So really the inspiration comes from each one of us knowing this issue persists in India. Just to give some background, uh, Reserve Bank Innovation Hub also partnered to first create a white paper on gender and finance to understand what is the state of gender and finance in India before we embarked on this program. So there were people from self-help group ecosystem, there were people from microfinance institutes, there were people from uh, international organizations such as World Bank and others, there were people who were running startups or fintechs for women, by women, uh, and there were people who were academicians who were researching uh, through research and applied research 
on what would actually enhance you know women empowerment through financial inclusion so these 15 people came together and together with them we tried and identified and surfaced the issues some of the key findings that i just want to talk a little bit about from this paper which is going to be helpful to understand why did we do this uh, from rbihs point of view we know that women form disproportionately large share of world's unbanked and underserved population this is a global fact backed by data uh, also uh, while we have our annual financial inclusion index by rbi which said that we improved financial inclusion by 10.5 points from 2017 to 2021 which is a five year period it did deep in financial inclusion we had upi we had aadhar um they were great enablers to build we had uh, prime minister janthan yojana we had minegra uh, all of this really helped uh, deep in financial inclusion however that financial inclusion if you look very closely has not translated into equity between financial inclusion among men and women in india and that is the point that we wanted to actually address uh women as such lag behind men in several economic uh socio economic indicators uh which also affect their usage of financial services and products which further deepens the gender gap uh also uh according to the global findex report from the world bank 23% of women in india still lack access to formal financial services uh while 55% do not use their bank accounts so these are dormant bank accounts they have the bank accounts on their name but they are operated by the men in the house or someone who's who's actually operating it for the women um we also know that there have been a lot of government schemes as we just talked about they have brought a lot of unbanked women into the banking scenario at least now we have them into formal banking channels but we don't have their transaction history and we also know that the regular uptake of these services by women still remains a challenge going to the bank making a transaction withdrawal a deposit that still remains a challenge coming to the self help groups we are also looking at how each member of the self help group community becomes independent right so how can digital uh, and digitization and technology play a role in enhancing independent financial inclusion of each member of the self help group so basically what we are trying to do is we are trying to put a gender lens on everything we do without fully including women we cannot solve for the financial inclusion so to speak global problem or national problem and we can also not then enhance economic prosperity for households in india so with this backdrop we wanted to bring partners in the financial services ecosystem to create and produce smart and creative sustainable solutions for underserved low and middle income lmi women and women owned enterprises in india so this program it was rooted philosophically to be by women for women india solves for india those were the tenets and there were two main objectives that swanari started with one is how do you pivot the financial ecosystem to design affordable suitable and sustainable financial services and products for women right from the design stage and not as a post facto thinking process second how do we enable 
and encourage more women-led fintechs to create impact at scale through innovative technology-led financial services. So women comes up and they build their own enterprises. Thereby, there are more number of women who are running fintechs and startups in India, which addresses a different point, which is how do you build women entrepreneurship in India? Given that we are at a very interesting cusp globally in terms of rise of fintech, especially in India, this gives us a very unique opportunity and a great responsibility for fintech owners to think about women right when they are discussing financial services and products. So we want to use this program to encourage more women in tech to create solutions tailored to the needs of the women users. And uh, we want to see this as a win-win situation to increase women users' uptake of financial services and products which are designed by the women thinkers themselves. Ultimately, this program has a potential to impact the lives of 330 million adult women in India and 13 million women-led enterprises and about 8 million SFGs which are operating in India. So that's the background, a little bit of a longish background, but Swanari is all about women independence in finance. Aditi, that's a brilliant thought process and initiative. And most importantly, uh, I picked up on when you said for the women and by the women. So this, this is something that I actually didn't realize when you talked about Swanari. I just thought it was about women financial inclusion. But now you're talking about the fintechs led by women as well. And I also picked up some of the key barriers uh, to women's financial inclusion. I think they are, you, you mentioned them in context of India, but I would say that they are global phenomena as well. We hear the same, uh, you know, cultural social barriers uh, being echoed in many other uh, continents as well. You talked about lack of financial literacy and uh, lack of confidence, perhaps, when it comes to financial decision making or financial independence. But the most interesting part that I uh, really take away is fintechs led by women, which could be a huge facilitator for women financial inclusion, because they would think from their own perspective, their own community's perspective and touch the right corners. Now you talked about a huge population that you would like to reach out to, and I'm sure there is a different category uh, within this segment as well. So. As part of Swanari or otherwise from your uh, initiatives, what are the strata of you know the women that you are touching upon in India? Because each one of them may require a different strategy. And you said uh, women have the financial resources, but they are not financially independent. So these could be the educated and working class. Then you, uh, you already touched upon the entrepreneur, the small and medium enterprise uh, led by women. And uh, there are daily wage earner women who are majority uh, involved in agriculture and industry as well. So how are you planning to approach or target each one of these segments differently? Sure, Richard, that's essentially one of the biggest challenges that we had while we were designing the program as well as the tech sprint, right? Interestingly, when you look at uh, financial inclusion problems or challenges, um, specifically in India or globally as well, you will find that each demographic and economic strata comes with their own set of challenges. They are unique to them. Um, they are uh, related to our backgrounds. They are related to our literacy. They are related to our access 
um sometimes they are even pan uh, strata because there are infrastructure challenges which are there at a nation uh, level and not necessarily at any economic strata level um however we wanted to be fair to the first initiative and the first attempt that we were trying to solve for so we looked at various personas as you rightly pointed out you know there is an educated class there is a low underserved uh, low and medium uh, client there is a woman um, who actually runs her beauty parlor and then there is a maid who comes to our house and then there is a village woman who is sitting somewhere in one of the remotest villages of india waiting for some intimation of money in her account uh, and some and waiting on to somebody to help withdraw that account uh, money for her so there are different challenges and these are very varied strata however as i said because we uh, tried to do a research and design on what sort of problems were most pertaining to financial inclusion and were more uh, pressing on our needs we came up with five distinct problem statements and these five distinct problem statement three of them uh, were looking at specifically the low and the medium income class strata the other problem statement that was specifically looking at is the self help group so self help group uh, have created tremendous progress in india thanks to organizations such as seva and mandeshi all of these who are part of the swanari dialogue as well several such organizations we have made tremendous progress in terms of self help group as a community but when you actually look at self help group independent members you will see financial inclusion is still stuck at an independent member level the third which was important and also very resonating to our objective of the swanari program was to build entrepreneurship in women we wanted to look at the women entrepreneur now that entrepreneur could be uh, coming from whichever economic strata we could look at ruler or urban uh, personas some problems are very common to both these stratas and so um, when you talk about access to capital or access to investors or access to market uh, an urban uh, women is as uninformed as a ruler women uh, so it takes a lot of effort to get them to the right investors impart the soft skills to them so that they can demand the right amount and for the right services um as well as ensure that they are getting that fair treatment when they are talking to the investors so the third dimension that we looked through the problem statements in swanari program was looking at women entrepreneurs so these were the three different stratas uh, so to speak aditi this does seem like a marathon experience and a very valuable one what are your lessons learned or learnings from swanari and what are your plans ahead to build on what you have started and are there any new tax prints uh, that you are planning on this theme or similar i mean let me just tell you a little bit about what success looked like for swanari and what are we now doing as i said this tax print really brought together different people from different ecosystems together and it created a opportunity for public and private collaboration number 1 bringing together volunteers from government from technology from financial services from regulators from civil society all coming together through the panels to the discussions uh, to advance digital financial services for indian women which is tremendous and we were very happy with that 
we created three tracks to deliver against each of the key priorities that we thought Swanari should uh, look at. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we identify technology solutions that were ready for acceleration and scale. That we did. We found the winners and we also found potential solutions that could really take uh, the facilitation that Swanari program would get from not only us, but our scale-up partners and all the experts that we brought together. And we are working with them right now. Uh, we also created an inclusive environment for innovation and collaboration. The Swanari Tech Sprint had two tracks where people could come and ideate through the idea and design track. These people could be university students. It could be a, a girl who is in Chhattisgarh, has a brilliant idea about how to solve a financial problem uh, statement that we curated and give us the solution in that one week. We also had a minimum viable product track where existing fintechs could come and champion their solutions and get further support and enhancement for their scaling up. So we created this environment and we had 200 plus participants on the IND track and 60 plus teams who actually uh, registered for the minimum viable product track. 60 organizations which we filtered uh, who were looking at solving one or the other problem statements. The third thing that we did through the Swanari Tech Sprint was we raised awareness more than anything of the key challenges that were identified by the white paper for the advancement of women's financial inclusion and the vast possibilities of digital solutions that lay ahead of us. To just sum it up and talk about five or six key outcomes from the tech sprint, we demonstrated our commitment as RBIH uh, to gender and finance, as well as technology and innovation, because we are at the intersection of it. We provided training and skills development to solution thinkers and makers from the idea and design track, uh, connecting them and uh, to experts and supporting them to design new solutions, thereby encouraging them to think about financial inclusion. They say when you infuse the thought process in the youth, that's the best place to uh, kickstart innovation. And we created a community. So it's a wonderful Swanari community that we now have. And I'm looking forward to institutionalize five action working groups uh, through this tech sprint to take the conversation ahead. We don't want to leave this as a one-time tech sprint. We want to ensure that we do this year on year. So we will be doing a lot of tech sprints. And also Swanari is the initiation of a program uh, that is linked to the bigger platform that RBIH is planning to build, which is on diversity, equity, and inclusion. We know that the issues such as gender are there, but there are also discrepancies on algorithmic biases or various other issues which lead to discrepancies of um, giving similar pay or similar access of financial services and products to whatever distinguishing features you may have in different strata of the society, whether it's your caste, whether it's your income strata, whether it's your uh, whatever background you're coming from. So we want to build a diversity, equity and inclusion platform at RBIH and Swanari sits under that platform as the first program initiative of RBIH. Your uh, experience or experiment with Swanari, if I can put it this way, basically 
confirms that a multi-pronged and multi-agency approach is what we need for digital financial inclusion or women empowerment to succeed. This has been a classic case where you have approached it from all angles and that's where the right intent and outcome can be achieved. Aditi, thank you so very much for sharing your experience with Toronto Centre community. And we wish you all the best for all your future initiatives, most importantly on gender equality and diversity. Thank you once again for joining us today. Thank you, Rita, and thank you to the team at Toronto Centre. This was indeed a very interesting conversation. Thank you for bringing me to this conversation.